What's up, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. We hope you have a fantastic start to your holiday season this year. We're super excited to be with you again this week on Travel Tips Tuesday as we talk a little bit about some breaking Disney news from this week that has caught the internet and social media and your meme war by storm. But we're also going to talk about the top five family destinations for 2023. There might be a couple of sleepers in there for you, just so you know, so definitely stay tuned until the end. And we're going to cover some of your top travel memories from 2022. So once again, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us, and let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everybody. We're here. Yeah. Hello. Kind of. It's been an adventure the past few days at our house. Wow, has it? <laughs> I got the chance to play Nurse Dad for a few days. Mm-hmm. That was fun. He does a good job with it. And Tanya got to play... Uh... Patient on a deathbed. <laughs> well, and you had kids like climbing on you. Oh, good work yeah. They've all been trying to like reattach themselves to mm, me. A bit. It's been great. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. It was really sweet. I was like, oh, they all want to snuggle me. Then it's like, oh my gosh, there's literally been someone sitting on me all day long. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, Tanya may not hang around for the entire deal tonight, but uh, she's here. So (laughs) we're having a a quick moment here. It's all right. but uh, anyway, glad, glad to have her here. So we're we're gonna be chatting a little bit about travel tonight. Um, and our let's get bring this up. Our question of the day is: What is your favorite travel memory memory from 2022 uh, so far? So it's hard to believe we're kind of in the downward slope of this year, and would love to hear from you. Uh, we've had a lot of great responses yeah. in the comments, and even exactly few... two months to your son's birthday. That's true. I know, and so it's my half birthday. Well. Oh my goodness! Happy too. half birthday! Happy, yeah, well, a I mean, merry, I, merry birthday, birthday to you, to you. Sorry, me. Just to say to me. What? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's it, again. It's 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 been a week. Um, but again, what's your favorite travel memory from 2022? Would love to hear from you on that. Hey, Dave. Hey, Madron. David. Good to see you, buddy. Um, and then uh, let's see. Where else? We, oh, we'll put this up there. Um, TravelMationTeamRogers.com for all your travel planning needs. And if you want to share folk with folks on how to watch Travel Tips Tuesday, um, if for some reason the Facebook link goes down, which has happened before, um, the like YouTube week, link is on here. Ago? Yeah. Um, the, our Facebook links, the YouTube link, and also the podcast link are on our link tree at linktree.com <laughs> forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday. So you can definitely check it out. Um, check it out there. So a few things have been going on uh, a little bit recently in uh, in Disney history. So, uh, Disney history. Well, I mean, it's kind of historic in in a way. You just meant Disney news. Yeah. Oh, I like thought Disney you were like news. I mean, well, because like last Friday what? was Mickey Mouse's birthday, what? so that was like a big deal. Shall we commemorate it? He was like ninety something, four or six. Yes. Yes, we'll go with that. Happy birthday. Whatever you just said. Happy birthday to the mouse. Uh, the mouse is, I guess, because they also celebrate Minnie's birthday too. The mouses. Yeah. Yeah. The meese. 
Happy birthday to the Mison. Um, so, but yeah, so uh, Mickey Minnie's birthday was was fun to celebrate. So that was Disney history. So, Great, yeah. we had your Disney history. Now we can do our Disney the news. The end. Uh, Disney news. So, War of the Bobs. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You okay over there? <laughs> you, you need. You need. Do it. So, War of the Bobs. Um, so, if you have um, been under a rock or not aware of what's what's going on, and like I, I even talked to somebody today who's like, "Oh yeah, I saw about this because this has been a business news. It's been uh, all over social media, everywhere." Um, chief Executive Officer, or should I say, former Chief Executive Officer uh, Bob Chapek was asked to step down. Um, supposedly, Ooh. yeah, supposedly very, very. Uh, close to when the announcement was made public um, about um, him kind of just the board not being satisfied with his performance at the time, um, looking for a change of direction in uh, at the top of the food chain of uh, company leadership. So um, they're bringing back Bob Iger uh, for a couple of years. He's on contract uh, for at least a couple of years. And then uh, within that time period, uh, the plan I believe is for him to kind of groom and get ready. That sort of next uh, successor. Which he did not do last time. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't, um, you know, I mean, you can't really blame it on the pandemic because uh, Chapek stepped in as of, I think, February of 2020. Uh, so, but, you know, one of the things I was just on the Imagineers podcast with my friends, Matt and Susie Bryan, and uh, some of the folks from the Main Street Electrical podcast were on there as well. We were celebrating the Imagineers 200th episode, and we were talking about this uh, a little bit, that uh, legacy is a big deal to uh, Bob Iger moving forward, um, which is you know all over. You look at where Bob Iger was was brought in under Michael Eisner uh, initially. Who Michael Eisner came in um, in in the eighties, and uh, they were both part of a lot of huge moves uh, in in the company uh, in the parks, but also related to uh, the film and TV industry mm. that Disney was you know kind of got their start in uh before parks so um looking forward to seeing where that goes you know there are a couple of names that have been tossed around for uh the next success next successor i just need him to bring so, back ap's yeah uh that's one of the things that's at the top of a lot of people's list so that would be nice um and that was actually uh annual sale of annual passes is one of the things that has been out there to help boost but that's also revenue. news what's that they they open back some type of annual pass for Disneyland, did they not? Yes. So yeah, that, so that is true. Just saying. Um, oh, some... but I, oh, but before we move on, I saw the little. There've been lots of like good memes about this. <laughs> there have right? been a few. You see the one where Taylor Swift is like, "Oh no, I my ticket that's... sales shut down the internet," and Bob Iger's like, "Hold my doll whip." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was my good. favorite. That was a good one. And and the other one of my other favorites is the uh, the haunted mansion memes <laughs> that are floating around. Um, the one because apparently, like to the day, it had been 999 days since Bob Iger um, had like taken over. So there's been all these like automation memes. Like there's always, oh, I did, you know, yeah, all that. Kind, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, a bunch of different things that could help bring in some revenue. Um, Dave Madrone says Star Cruiser, Star Cruiser, getting discounts. Um, and uh, then, the problem with that is they finally realized they priced it too high yeah a little bit but <laughs> and they're trying to backpedal without without, without backpedaling back <laughs> yeah. yeah trying to do it yeah so um yeah. and then the other thing is what was it there's um the discounts hey, Jen. Hi, discounts Jen. and 
annual pass holders. <laughs> oh, the dining plan is another dining thing plan. that was on the list. So dining plan is not coming back, but it was just on a list of things supposedly. But yeah. I think again, the big holdup with the dining plan is uh, manpower. So staffing issues basically related to the restaurants. There are still some locations that are not open. There are some that are only open on certain days. So just be aware, uh, be aware of that. So uh, Jen says she's finally healthy enough to be back. Um, to the pod so we are so glad jen we are glad that you're I'm back i is back. not she she may not don't make her laugh um that, that won't involve so that's, no, that's not even it sometimes yeah. sometimes it's just breathing by the way that that's for you right there on the floor it was too cold oh thank you yeah. i'm okay uh our, our office gets very chilly and it's like well the builder decided not to insulate this room so like, like legit. In the attic, just like the whole corner of the attic he just didn't insulate so yeah um, <laughs> it is 42 degrees outside. It is like right a now. good 10 so, degree difference walking yeah. into this room. Yeah. So it's really noticeable. Good times, as they say. Yeah. So, uh, again, this issue of, of the transition, we won't believe the point too much because if you're watching this, you probably know about it. You've seen it. It's, it's everywhere. But if you have any thoughts uh, on, you know, Bob Iger coming back on, um, to Disney leadership. We any would love memes to hear about we haven't that. seen yet? Any, any memes? Share yeah. Any memes? Feel free to, uh, since most of you seem to have my phone number, you can <laughs> text him during text the show. To me. <laughs> text me during the show. Sorry, I'm making your laugh. So, um, all right. So there are some more details. Speaking of Disney news specifically that came out, we were chatting about this a little bit last week. Some more details yeah. about the Epcot International. Hey, it's Paul. Hey, it's Paul. Hey, Paul. For those of you, is, is that a unicorn? I guess this is kind of a unicorn moment because he never, I guess we don't see him. So I have a brother. This is him. No, I have a brother. <laughs> he is a unicorn. Though he doesn't look like that. It is it is picture that's <laughs> popping up on screen. Um, Why doesn't he look like that? Well, I mean, he does, but that's like from a picture from college, I that's think, true. or law school, maybe. That's true. Um, but we're we're hoping to see him tomorrow, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about that later as as Tony continues coughing. Um, <laughs> So the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays that season begins officially on November the 25th. A lot of different things are they're doing some. I'm actually going to share this because I want y'all to see this. This is this is pretty cool. Um, some of the screenshots of uh, yeah present of some of the things we're going to have doing. So um, this is a, a screenshot of of course Spaceship Earth or doing some sort of winter e holiday themed. Um, lighting package on Spaceship Earth, which is pretty cool. Um, that's sort of a snowflake or uh, prison, prison, present, not prison, present wrapped um, sort of lighting package on Spaceship Earth, which is pretty cool. Um, of course, the trees, the the decor that's up, um, they're going to be doing a lot of really neat things um, along the way. I love, love, love for those of you that know me well. Uh, I love the Epcot International Festival holidays for a lot of different reasons. The food, the entertainment it is a place you can easily spend the day open to close for a lot of different reasons. And I want to kind of go through uh, some of those with you right now. Um, the festival? Yeah, just just I sort could of spend Epcot open to close. Even 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 like even all food stuffs aside right because we talk a lot about food here surprise surprise um but the so joyful a celebration of the season uh it is a uh, basically a musical ensemble performance right there on the world showcase plaza stage which is between the port of entry uh stores i believe is where it's located so okay, if it's up there yeah and it uses the words stirring and uplifting yes 
with Christmas and Kwanzaa, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the gospel choir. It is the gospel choir. Good. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, aren't they, isn't that where they normally are? Yeah. They're just not saying gospel choir. Yeah. There. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, they're so. amazing. We saw them. Evelyn's been watching that fairy tale wedding show. Mm -hmm. She found that on Disney Plus. And there we go. Kind of getting on my nerves it's now. But thing. it was real cute at first. And um, in one of them, like the, the gospel choir's on there. And I was like, oh, they're so good. Yeah. We can book fairy tale weddings too, by the way. Totally. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you want to be That's on Disney fun, Plus, Jen. just sitting. Like in the processional choir? Duh, for the candlelight processional. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That is cool. So. Or, or for the gospel. I don't know. Yeah. So my, my favorite thing um, about the <laughs> Epcot International Festival of Holidays is how the <laughs> holiday traditions, um, you know, around the world come to life around world. So world showcase, um, the Disney verbiage here, unique presentations include uh, Las Posadas celebration featuring the Mariachi Cobre, the Mexico pavilion, the Canadian holiday uh, voyagers and the Canada pavilion. Hanukkah storytellers out between Morocco and France and other delightful holiday storytellers around France, Italy, Japan, Norway, and the UK. That has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Like to find out the different celebrations in the different areas. Um, Noel is my favorite. Noel's fun. He's the lumberjack from yeah. Canada. And he, I don't know if it's the same, but years and years ago, like on our honeymoon, so. Mm hmm almost 16 years ago he would like he was came out like a lumberjack and he would just start talking and like you know he'd slowly shrug off his jacket or yep. whatever and like it was really gradual by the end of his little 10 minute mm -hmm. presentation or whatever he was like very clearly um santa claus but they don't call him santa claus right. or, i mean they probably do but it's canada so it's like uh, you know, yeah. it was like i forget what they called him did they call him Father Christmas? Or anyway, it was like whatever they called him. He was very clearly that. And it was really neat to kind of yeah. like watch that transformation. But I yeah. really like, so I don't know if they've changed that story, that particular storytelling. Papa Noel. Um, that's, a, well. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds kind of like French. Or maybe that's Pierre Noel. He's Pierre Noel. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but anyway, and he was a good storyteller too. And it's neat how they all look different. Because like um, Pierre Noel is like thin and mm -hmm. tall and you know our Santa Claus is like big old fat and jolly yeah, and a little bit so it was um, and Yule Nissen is a good one Yule too Nissen, from sure. Norway yeah I, that's one of my favorite parts is the storytellers and the food <laughs> yeah yeah um the, the food absolutely the the cookie <laughs> stroll which is which is a lot of fun um if you love the sweet treats mm. um you can head around Epcot to see I'm some of the countries um but it can be a little much um for for some so uh, there's Every station, the cookie you have to buy for the cookie stroll is not the cookie that I would have bought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I'm Fair not in the cookie stroll. Fair enough. But you get the free bonus cookie at the end. Which is right? a sugar cookie. Yeah, no. That, that one, oh, you're not looking at it anymore. It's, it's, it's a sugar cookie. It's a glorified frosted sugar cookie. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, um, which I don't love those. They are um, at the uh, International Festival of Holidays at Epcot. They're highlighting some new um, holiday kitchens, which is going to be pretty fun. So the Noche Buena Cocina Holiday kitchen featuring traditional dishes served throughout the holiday season uh, in latin america uh, including pernil which is a mojo pork with tostones and alfajores and then vanilla shortbread cookies with dolce de leche and mm. coconut which sounds pretty tasty so some again lots of different food things the cookie stroll that we mentioned uh, also olaf's holiday tradition expedition oh, scavenger hunt yeah i do like that. so you love the scavenger hunts the things that sort of take you around epcot to experience it 
awesome. it's pretty neat. Great uh, family, great family activity for yeah. sure. Which we're going to get into that tonight <laughs> with the, some of our other content. Um, and then, of course, jolly old Saint Nicholas himself from November the twenty fifth to Christmas Eve on the twenty fourth. Uh, Santa Claus will pay a visit to uh, the Odyssey Pavilion. So he has been. Oh, he's moved. Yeah, so he has been at the American Pavilion before, but he will be over at the Odyssey Pavilion, which will be kind of, kind of neat to see. Uh, so for those of you that are looking, um, definitely check Odyssey that out. Pavilion. So the Odyssey Pavilion is where the play. I think the play pavilion is supposed to be, or was planned to be, um, at one point, kind of opposite. Saying? Do what? What are you saying? You know the play pavilion that was planned for Epcot. But got, I think supposedly maybe got tabled for now. Anyway, what play pavilion? She doesn't know. People tell her. So, uh, the play I pavilion mean... was announced at D twenty three like two or three, two or three years ago. I think pre pandemic. Can you just tell me where the Odyssey Pavilion and then, is? Yes, it's in. I mean, it's kind of right off Future World, sort of opposite where the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy building is. I have never been there with the Gardens of the Galaxy. I don't know where that is. It's to the right of Future World. Can you tell me I'm where it is near you. something that I know and have seen and that was open when I've been I'm there? I'm trying to, uh, I guess it's close, close to the Imagination Pavilion. Jen, can you help me? All right. We'll look at a map later. Well, that's because everybody goes to Epcot and I'm not allowed. So, all right. We'll, we'll look at a map later. So, all right. Mission to Mars. Jen, thank you. Was that so hard? I know exactly all where right. Mission to Mars is. It's been there for a long time. So, um, I all right. I got to ride it. Black trap last year because I was by myself. Mission to Mars. Wait, no one rides that with me. You mean Mission Space? That? Is that what we're talking about? It's called Mission to Mars. Okay. I thought. So anyway, um, but all no right. one ever. But you know the one. No one rides it with me, and I was there like a year ago by myself, and so I got to ride it. Oh no, that was Christmas when we were there last year. Sure. And you were working. Or something. Um, Black Friday travel deals um, are live in a lot of different vendors, so not really Disney per se. Um, except you can, if you book an Adventures by Disney package, you can get up to $300 gift card on a new Adventures by Disney booking, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, there are lots of cruise line deals. There are lots of deals for all-inclusive resorts uh, that are out there, depending on you know where you're going to go. And a lot of those you know, <laughs> discounts and such depend on the cruise line, the sailing, the stateroom category ship, all that kind of stuff. Uh, hey, Virgin so, has some. For the next seven days, yep. there's specific sailings. You can get as low as $99 a night per sailor. Yep, yep. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, all Two right. Two and a half weeks. I will Two. not be coughing to death then. We hope not anyway. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, again, if you're just popping on, thank you for joining us. Our question of the day is, what is your favorite travel memory from 2022? We want to know. If you want to share that with us, we've already got a few that um, were shared <laughs> in um, the old comment feed here. So, um, in... All right. Yeah, no, that's fine. You go ahead. Tanya's going to step away. Um, so, we, we wish her and hope she, hope she feels better. Uh, but she did want to come in and say hello because she loves being on the show and we love having her. So um, there we go. So, but we are going to talk about also, some. Out of water. <laughs> she's out, yeah, going to get a refill. So, all right. Our, our view account's already starting to drop. So, yeah, well, you know what happens. Uh, but again, what's your favorite travel memory from 2022? We'd love to hear from some of those. Um, over on my personal feed, I had a lot of people sharing uh, some pictures and even some video, which is really cool that um i love to see uh, people sharing their stories and kind of capturing those moments 
uh, and sharing those along uh, along with us. Um, our content, our sort of focus for tonight is this, the top family travel destinations for, uh, for 2023. And these are ones that, um, if I'm just being honest, I kind of came up with, because when we think family travel destinations, a lot of times a Disney park goes straight to the top of the list, right? It's sort of easy pickings, low hanging fruit. So yay, Disney, of course, you know, we'll put that uh, at the top of the list. And we'll even mention that um, in, uh, in, in, in our list here in just a minute. But there are basically five different things uh, that I put on this list that I want to share with you to kind of get the get the wheels turning a little bit for uh, a family destination. Some of these may be ones that you've thought of, uh, ones that may fit well with your family, or ones that you may not say, you know what, I don't know. Maybe I haven't done that before. Maybe that's something we could do. Maybe it's a new thing for us. Maybe a new tradition, a new opportunity, right? Some of these things that I'm going to mention are budget-friendly. Uh, they're not all, let's go and spend tons of money. And some of them will give you a, a bunch of options. So let's go ahead and start uh, up at the top of the list. And that is this adult only trips. So my first, and you're probably like, wait a minute. Okay. Adult only. What if I got like young kids and that kind of thing? That's not necessarily a family travel idea, but think about this. Adult only experiences can go a couple of different ways. Number one, I think they're very uh, necessary for families. So giving moms and dads giving the grown-ups an opportunity to get away to reconnect go on a trip with each other is essential i think for the well-being the welfare of uh, a family unit so i think from that perspective it definitely relates to family travel also there are families that have kids that are grown up right as your kids get older you're able to do new and different things our family we're we're in this sort of phase of life right now where our kids are super high maintenance like nothing against them they're just young, so they take a lot of care. I've been caring for them over the past, you know, week plus as our family has been working through, you know, a little bug that's worked its way through our house. And so, yeah, I mean, they they take more care when they're younger. So there's some things you can't do, some things you can do when they're younger. But uh, for those that have older, grown up uh, kids uh, or adults only uh, vac type vacations, we've talked about adult only trips before. Disney is one that you could put in there. Uh, for sure, for a lot of different reasons. But cruises and all-inclusive resorts are huge. There are so many different opportunities to see the world, see parts of the world, to experience it. Not just go necessarily like park yourself on a beach or, or in a pool chair for a week or five days or however long it may be. Though if that's your thing, you know, do that, right? That's one way to unplug because most grown-ups have jobs. They really very busy lives and they want to disconnect. But if you're looking for an adventure, if you're looking for a bonding experience, if you're looking to experience local culture, uh, having an all-inclusive resort as kind of your home base is a great idea. Definitely something to look at if you've never done one. I did not go to my first all-inclusive resort until January of this year. Since then, I've had the opportunity to visit several uh, from a few different brands, which has been great. And I can tell you they are a game changer in the vacation space. And I don't know why more people don't go to all-inclusive resorts. They're a lot of fun, a lot of great food, great entertainment, uh, great opportunity just to hang out. The second thing is this, go on a cruise. And I don't mean just hop on a boat in the Caribbean. River cruising. And river cruising is not just limited to Europe, by the way. You can go to Africa. You can go to Europe uh, to go on river cruising. Um, you can go ocean cruising to the the arctic or the antarctic as the case may be so there's lots of different ways to experience the world to see it the benefit true benefit of of cruising and all-inclusive resorts are essentially you're really only unpacking one time and you get to see you get to experience a lot you get to do a lot um with without 
a ton of the hassle. Um, you have a lot of great uh, concierge folks that are on hand to help you experience the local destinations. Um, I love cruises because a lot of times, especially if you go to say Europe um, or on like a Mediterranean cruise or even in Asia to cruise there, you get to experience a lot of different cultures in a short amount of time which is great. And it's a great opportunity for a family because you get to teach your kids about some of the things that they're learning in school, the sites that they're seeing, the cultures that they're hearing about. It's not just something they're reading in a book, but they're experiencing it in person. And there are a lot of cruises out there, by the way. Some of the some of the European cruises and some of the ocean-going options um, may come at a higher price point, but there are some cruises that that are pretty reasonable, especially once the different ports in Mexico that are very safe, that are a lot of fun. Right. So recently I've been to Cozumel, been to, been to uh, Progreso, Mexico. There's a lot of gr other great ports in the Western Caribbean kind of um, along Mexico. That would be a great option to see some really cool stuff. Um, like for those that are studying Latin American culture, uh, Chichen Itza is sort of a, a quintessential uh, part of the Mayan uh, history, which is which is a really neat thing. So a lot of great things to see and experience uh, when you go on a cruise or stay in an all-inclusive resort. So that's that's kind of the second. So first, adult-only trips gave some option there, options there. Second, uh, go on a cruise. And then third, Washington, D.C. So for those of you that are in the States, or even if you're not, if you're, if you're coming and visiting the U.S., going to Washington, D.C. is a great opportunity. It's a great budget-conscious opportunity as well. So you don't have to stay in the city. A lot of the resort hotels tend to be a little bit more if you're in uh, Washington, D.C. proper, right? Especially if you're real close to a metro station um, in, in the city itself. However, you can go to a place like Alexandria. Tanya recently on the show shared about her experience staying in Alexandria and seeing part of the city. Uh, Alexandria is a great option. There's a lot of wonderful hotels that you can stay that'll take care of your family, even you know larger families. Um, Embassy Suites is one. Uh, Hampton Inn Suites. Locked, uh, lots of hotels that offer free breakfast even is a great option to help you have a great budget-conscious vacation. Um, Washington, D.C. is also in the driving distance. Is it is within driving distance for a lot of the U.S. as well, especially if you're in the eastern half of the country, um, even if you're in the southeast up to the northeast. It doesn't take terribly long to get there. I mean, even from where we live uh, in Alabama, uh, we can be there with inside of probably about a 10-hour drive uh, or so, which is not not terrible, right? That's honestly less than it takes us to get to Walt Disney World. Uh, so Washington, D.C. also has a lot of museums. So up in the educational factor there. So if you're a homeschool family like us, it's a great opportunity, again, kind of like cruising to see some things and do some things that you learn about in history books. But, you know, it makes it more tangible. It makes it more real. And a lot of the museums are free, by the way. Uh, you don't have to pay to get into them. So that's a great opportunity. There are some guided tours. If you're looking for like a guided uh, bus option or a private guided option, those are available. There's some that go daytime. There are some that nighttime. So there's a little bit of a different experience factor there. You're seeing it at night versus during the day. So a lot of great things to see, to do, to connect with. It's part of our nation's history uh, in and around Washington, D.C., even, you know, getting uh, getting out of the city for a little bit and seeing where George, George Washington's home was. Uh, for a while and even maybe going to a place like Williamsburg uh, a little bit further out in Virginia um, is, is a pretty cool experience as well. So I want to pop back over here to the comments. So I'm not just blowing on um, blowing on through. Jen says, uh, we used to go to the old man on the mountain a lot as a kid at the basin in New Hampshire as well as uh, as well at the Squam Hotel. So fun, fun. 
true stuff. So cool stuff. Uh, she also adds that uh, honestly, D DC, Philly, Boston, New York, all have pl good places to go for sure. Absolutely. A uh, lot of, lot of great opportunities there. The fourth thing on our list are the national parks. So as a kid, I don't know if my brother's still on or not, or if he's with our rest of our family uh, for, for Thanksgiving. Uh, but one of my fondest uh, memories of, of vacation experiences as a kid uh, were our times when we went to the national parks uh, out west. Uh, we've been to Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, the Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Glacier National Park, um, and even up to the Great Smoky Mountains, which is much closer to where we are in, in our side of the country. Um, there's something just amazing that causes you to stop for a second. You know, even if uh, you're a family that doesn't get out, say necessarily a ton, um, you know, I, I recommend taking a road trip out west. Just go take a week, take, take a couple of weeks and just go out there and see some of these things because your jaw will hit the floor. You will see some things that you did not know just existed, like in, in our own country. The natural beauty, the wildlife, all of it uh, will, I think, cause you to have a, a greater sense of appreciation for um, the creation that's out there for the things that we have uh, in our own country uh, and for the efforts that went to preserve those things. Cause there were, you know, people that wanted to develop um, some of that land out there and it's thankfully it's, you know, it's protected. Uh, my favorite national park are the ones that I named uh, really is probably Yosemite um, just because of where it is and um, just the the way Ansel Adams sort of captured it and some of his iconic black and white photography uh, is just absolutely amazing. So definitely a storied park uh, in a lot of different ways. And uh, one of the benefits of also going to the national parks, if you like to hike, if you like to be active, a um, lot of great things to see and do. A lot of great guided opportunities with the National Park Service. To see a few things. Camping is an option as well. Um, typically with most national parks, um, especially the big ones that I named out West, there are not a lot of places to stay that are close to the parks. You have to drive in. So if you're going to like the Grand Tetons, you typically will end up in a place like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, or if you go to Yellowstone, you might still end up in Jackson Hole and drive through the Grand Tetons to get to Yellowstone. Uh, or you might end up in a place like West Yellowstone or up in Montana. So lots of different uh, options there for you for that. Uh, Yosemite is not um, a horrible drive from San Francisco uh, as well out there in California. Glacier National Park uh, is actually a national park that spans two countries, <coughs> excuse me, which is kind of cool. Uh, so in the U.S. it's called Glacier National Park. I cannot remember what it's called in Canada, uh, but again, it straddles the U.S.-Canadian border, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, so you can see some really cool stuff there. And Great Smoky Mountains. So we love the Smokies where we are uh, in the southeast U.S. Uh, the Smokies are not terribly far from us, maybe three, three hours or so. Uh, if you've heard us talk about Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge before, um, uh, the foothills of the Smokies. That's, that's kind of where we live uh, in the Appalachian Mountains. But Great Smoky Mountain National Park is accessible readily uh, from one, literally one end of the town of Gatlinburg. You can drive and you'll cross right into it. Most people that drive to, say, Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge or Sevierville, uh, Tennessee, have to typically go through some part of the Smoky Mountains. Beautiful country, especially this time of the year, um, especially maybe a couple of weeks ago with the leaves being um, at their peak time. And it's just a fun place to go uh, in, in the winter. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff to see and do uh, as well. And my, my last thing, so we talked about adult-only options, uh, going on a cruise, Washington, D.C., national parks. 
And then my last sort of sleeper option, and Tanya was like, why is this on the list? I'm like, just hear me out for a second. Okay, just hear me out for a second. Arizona. Arizona. So, of course, you've got like the Grand Canyon um, in Arizona, right? You've got Bryce Canyon. There's a few national parks and preserves that are in the state of Arizona. Uh, and they're in the southwest U.S. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about Sedona as a family option. Uh, over the past year or so, I have the, I've had the opportunity to work with a wonderful family, actually two different families, uh, planning a trip to Sedona. And I've learned so much uh, about the area. And I'm like, wow, this this really sounds like a cool place to go, right? Um, it's got a lot of really great uh, family options um, in Sedona. It's Ian says, he says Sedona is gorgeous. Of course, it's known for its beautiful red rocks, lots of really cool red rock natural formations uh, as well. They're known for Jeep tours. So you can see, actually get out there in some of it. Uh, and and you don't go far from town, right? And and you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but just beautiful, beautiful rock formations uh, out there. Lots of great, again, family activities or art museums out there. Uh, if you want to see shows, you can do that. Um, there are a lot of places. That, one of the other things I like about Sedona, by the way, is that there are a lot of places to stay. With a lot of national park systems, either you end up camping inside the park system somewhere, you know, with the proper permits and all that, or you end up driving in. Right. So Sedona is a very drivable area, but the benefit is a lot of places you end up staying. Typically, the driving distance is not going to be terrible. Some people will fly directly into the Sedona area. Uh, some people will fly into Phoenix and drive down. So there's a lot of different options uh, for Sedona that that I really like. And I highly recommend it if even if you're looking for more of an upper scale experience or value experience again options are there uh, for you. And I'm just going to go through um, some of the like excursion options for Sedona real quick. Um, I'm going to go back to, I had some of them up earlier, but I had to close that browser. So give me just a second here while I put it. There we go. All right. So do, 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 do. All right. So yeah. So I mentioned um, the, the pink Jeep tours. There are also some other uh, open air sightseeing tours that are out there, the Verde Canyon Railway Adventure. So there's an older railway um, that kind of goes through a part of the canyon in the area that's really neat. So there's a three-hour tour, <laughs> as it were, that's available there. And you have different like fare classes and whatever that give you different um, sort of benefits. But the cool thing about that is, is you get to see a lot of the area in a short amount of time. And if you're a photographer, absolutely a great option, uh, great option for you. Um, there are, um, there's not a lot of light pollution in the area either. So it makes, it's great for stargazing. So if you're a photographer, again, you like to take pictures of the stars at night. Uh, it's a great option. There are some um, wineries in the area as well. So again, lots of stuff for families, uh, for kids, a lot of great things to, to see and do out there uh, as well. And a lot of great, very, like I said, photogenic spots that I think uh, you all would really, really like. So yeah, yeah, Jen. So I, I did it too. She said, "Anyone else of the Gilligan's Island in their head a little bit?" Yeah, three-hour tour for sure. So um, Jen also said another big climbing community. So absolutely, if you're into outdoor adventures like rock climbing, bouldering, all that kind of stuff, um, whether you're you know being belayed or not, uh, whatever style you happen to be into, uh, definitely a lot of great options out there for you. So uh, do not discount Sedona, Arizona, as a Great family destination for you. Highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. We'd love to talk to you about some options if that's something you're interested in. So again, a lot of great stuff we covered today. Um, thank you again to Matt and Susie over at the Imagineers podcast for kind of having me on uh, for a bit, you know, along with my friends, David Dollar and Jen Novotny from the 
Main Street Electrical Podcast. We are celebrating their 200th episode, and that's a lot of fun. And we are getting close to our 200th episode, too. So I uh, have some guests in mind to hopefully bring on uh, as we get closer, maybe even an idea or two for that magical 200 episode. Uh, hard to believe that's almost around, right around the corner for us. Uh, but again, we are very excited for uh, the Imagineers. So let's pop over and take a look at our question of the day uh, answers. And again, if you're just here now, you didn't see this earlier, our question of the day is where uh, where is your favorite travel memory? What is your tra favorite travel memory from 2022? Let's take a listen. Uh, so let's see here. Do, 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 do. We're going to kind of go back here to the, the old personal feed because that's where most of our um, answers are. Uh, yeah, Jen, 200. So exciting. Absolutely. So we have, all right, here we go. All right. So a few responses. Thank you. Um, first is our buddy Ben from the UK. So for those of you that have um, interacted with Ben before in the comments when he's been on the show, um, they are what, like six hours ahead of us, I think. Uh, so when he has been on, it's been like in the middle of the night for him, or he's been here stateside. Uh, so he sent us a picture of his daughter uh, with Mickey uh, hanging out at Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. And their trip was in the making for a long time, got rescheduled and rescheduled and moved around because of the pandemic. And they were finally able to make it happen a few months ago. And it was just such a cool picture uh, to, to be able to see them. Uh, Joanna says that they went to Mexico this year for their anniversary, and it was her husband's first time out of the country. This is a pretty neat little story. And they were craving Doritos of all places because, hey, when you're in Mexico, Doritos, right? Um, they were craving Doritos really bad, so they went on what was supposed to be a two-hour shopping ex expedition, a little tour. Seven hours later, they got picked up, um, but it was kind of weird at first, but they said they had a great time and got to see a lot and experience a lot of things that they may not have otherwise. Uh, Thailand says uh, their anniversary trip to uh, on Virgin Voyages. So Tanya will be going on a Virgin Voyage here in just a few weeks. So that's pretty exciting with our friend Jody. I look forward to hearing back from them. But Thailand says specifically laying on an outside couch uh, with uh, their shake to champagne. There you go. Looking at the stars above while a crew member wrote us stories of the constellations. That is a pretty cool moment for sure. I like that. Uh, Le Levi says uh, their whole trip to California is a family. He put a video in there that unfortunately I'm not going to be able to show, uh, but their whole trip to California is a fantastic, but the night they stayed just south of Big Sur at Ragged Point will always be special. It's really cool to kind of hear about the special memories that are made. Um, and then Heather says, I'm guessing their trip that starts tomorrow. She's going to Paris with her daughter. So that's pretty exciting for her 16th birthday. What a great place to celebrate for sure. Christy says their 12 day trip to Disney. That's a long time at Disney, but a great trip for sure. Uh, with Christy's uh, husband and boys, mom, sister, and family, aunt and uncle is by far the most amazing time. And now they can only hope to have another trip like that in their life. That's really cool. Like I love special moments like that. It's really neat. Christina says flying into Dubai at night, seeing all the lights on their way to the Maldives. And she was so overtaken with the gratitude and awe that she began to cry. That's really sweet. That's awesome. Rachel says taking professional pictures in Charleston on her baby moon for the first time since their wedding, um, which is pretty exciting. They used a service called Flytographer, um, which matches you up with local photographers that are, you know, are on vacation. So that's pretty neat. Uh, Bob says Universal Hurricane Ian slash Disney trip in the fall. Um, their kiddos kind of interacting with old Chef Mickey at Chef Mickey's is pretty neat. My friend Jeremy posted a picture of uh, them with Mickey at Topolino's Terrace. 
over at Disney's Riviera Resort, which is pretty neat. A lot of pictures of the characters. Sort of this first sort of season that we've had since the pandemic of being able to inter interact with them one on one has been pretty cool. Casey says definitely talking, taking my girlfriend on her first cruise and then on her first uh, time to Disney World and then proposing on our balcony while they're. Um, it looks like at St. Thomas. That's pretty neat. Tori says taking our four kids to beaches, Turks and Caicos and renewing our vows on the most beautiful beach she's ever seen. That's really special. Uh, Tiffany says watching and hearing my daughter's reaction to seeing Cinderella's castle for the first time. Wow. That's awesome. And then old David Misty, uh, said <laughs> posted a fun picture, um, of being able to experience a private viewing of the country bear jamboree 100 percent uh, happened to be at that private viewing also and man that was an exciting time being able to see that celebrate uh, our friend's birthday uh, along the way so super super fun stuff for sure so uh wow a lot of great travel memories and this is stuff that's just this year like i love being able to share these things and celebrate them and talk about them and uh, and and have a good time kind of together so David Dollar. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, David Dollar. So David Dollar says, hanging out with John Rogers and Jared Massey at Disney Springs. That was a good time. We had a good time at Disney Springs, David Dollar. We did, indeed. Uh, and and I hope to have David Dollar live on the podcast here uh, one of these days. So he's actually, David, you're on my short list, buddy. Um, so hopefully we'll have you on here pretty soon. So a lot of great memories. Thank you for uh, for sharing those uh, with us on the show. And thank you for hopping on in in catching the show with us tonight. Again, sorry, Tanya had to dip out earlier, not feeling well, but we wish and hopefully she'll recover. And, you know, for all of you that are watching this week, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, great week to kind of just celebrate and focus on what matters most around you. And I encourage you to do that, you know, with all the craziness around Black Friday and all the just the things and you know the holidays have a tendency to really drive us to busyness and we miss out on those moments that matters most we talk about that all the time on this show knowing your why know your why for why you're for why you're doing what you're doing uh this weekend um this thursday as you sit around the table hopefully with friends and if you're not let me know would love to help connect you with somebody because we don't you know i, I don't know that good but i would love to try because i don't i don't like the idea of anyone having to celebrate the holiday alone. Um, this is about friends. It's about gratitude. Uh, a lot of different things. So thankful for uh, all of you. Thankful Tanya's still alive. She's in the comments saying I'm alive still. So I was wondering if she'd be in the comments, but there she is. Uh, so hello, Tanya. Uh, but very, very thankful for you all, as she said. And for all of you that watch it, Travel Tips Tuesday each and every week that tune in, that, that share this, that comment. Um, thank you. Uh, we are very, very grateful for uh, you making this what it is. So we appreciate it. So thank you all again so much for joining us for another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. Hopefully we will be back next week. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what Thanksgiving was like uh, for us. And I uh, would love to hear about some of your Thanksgiving memories as well moving forward. But thank you all so much again for joining us on Travel Tips Tuesday. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.